Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. Welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement with best-selling author and fiduciary, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Do you like to fish? Growing up as a kid in Lexington, Kentucky, one of the things my father enjoyed doing with me and my brother Marty was taking us to the local pay lake. Now, believe it or not, back in the 60s, long before Fayette Mall was even constructed in Lexington, located at the intersection of New Circle Road and Nicholasville Road was a small pay lake where for a few bucks you could get your line wet and catch as many six inch long bluegills as one could stand. And while my dad knew nothing about fishing, he was definitely cheap enough to know how to have some family fun and to how to keep from breaking open the old wallet. Because all you needed was a few simple cane poles, a few red and white bobbers, a few hooks, and yes, a can of nasty worms. Now armed with our paltry set of tackle and live bait, The task of luring bluegill to grab the worm-baited hook was simple. Stand on the shore, cane pole in hand, and wait for that little red and white bobber to plunge below the surface, signifying that the unsuspecting bluegill had taken the bait. And while we didn't catch all the bluegill that grabbed our worm-baited hooks, we knew if we stayed out there long enough, eventually we'd catch a few fish. So what does all this fishing around for bluegill have to do with the financial world fishing around for your money. Well, let's find out. Well, welcome folks to the Worry-Free Retirement. And before we learn how savers need to avoid taking the bait of risk and uncertainty, let me introduce one of America's favorite financial fishermen, Mr. Aaron Orander, who's producing the show today, and also actually a live bona fide fisherman himself, my favorite son-in-law, Trey Jurgen. So first of all, good morning to you, Aaron. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, sir. I'm doing good. How about yourself? Well, good, good. We're going to experiment here with you. You're mic'd up. I'm mic'd up. Trey's mic'd up. This could be an interesting free fall, possibly. And then, Trey, how are you doing today, young man? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, I couldn't. You know, we were talking in our marketing meeting, and we had already had this radio show planned, and we were planning the TV show. And then I thought, wait a minute, Trey, we're talking about fish here quite a bit. You used to be a big-time fisherman. Give us a little history of yourself and how you got into fishing. Yeah, I grew up, gosh, I guess fishing ever since I could stand and hold a cane pole, like you said, but my dad and I would go out, um, AJ Jolly Park in Northern Kentucky. I don't know if there's <laughs> that three. That sounds kind of creepy. I'm oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if there's three fish in the whole pond, but we would go out there and camp and fish. And that was kind of my intro. And I got really big into bass fishing, went to school at Murray State and uh, that's where I met your daughter. That's right. And, that's... and we would go fish down there and had a bunch of friends that we were real into bass fishing, crappie, all that fun stuff. So we had a ball. 
And then uh, what was that uh, little paddle boat thing you got, that kayak with the paddle? That that was kind of cool. I mean, you were into it big time. What was that exactly? Yeah, I, I was into kayak fishing. Kayak so fishing, okay. That kind of came on the scene. It was, it was nicer than a paddle boat. I I was, that, that, it was I a hobby. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was the Cadillac of kayaks. Okay. But little did Lacey know that kayak fishing required me to get a truck and re- me to spend a whole Saturday or Sunday out on the water and get sunburnt trying to catch fish and... Uh, take a picture just to show my buddies. So that was a lot of, uh, a lot of stuff that went into that hobby and that hobby's kind of come and gone, but. Well, I'm, I'm glad you traded in your cane pole for golf clubs, cause I know we're getting to play more golf. Cause I, you know me, I've never been a big fisherman, <laughs> so. Well, we'll try this uh, interesting subject today. And we've been uh, last week, in case you caught the show folks, we talked about this concept of FOMO, fear of missing out. And the idea of peer pressure, in other words, your peers, your buddies, that kind of peer pressure versus Pier safety. Now, did you ever fish off the docks and piers? I know you're not supposed to do that, but have you ever done that? Kind yeah, of down fishing? in Florida, you yeah, that's grab true. some shrimp and see what you can catch. And then docks around the docks are everywhere. Oh, yeah. with always Logiel. fish around structure. Yeah, so that's that's kind of interesting. So let's talk about that before we get into the meat of today's program. So the fish sometimes know better than we do. What what is it about a fish, and why do they get under the dock and pier? And I think you mentioned the key word. Just that structure. It's safety. Safety. So, yeah, you always hear around the holidays, everybody throwing their Christmas trees to the curb and then the wildlife guys go and get them to throw into the water. What they're doing is creating structure. When those smaller fish, like those little bluegill you used to catch the pay lake, they get a place to hide. They hole up next to that tree and they get to hide from the bass. Those bigger bass get towards them. Those catfish are lurking underneath. So if they're in that structure, they're they're in safety. That's That's interesting. So the fish... They got to be careful because the lures, I guess, are trying to get them tempted to come out from under that structure so the fishermen can catch them, right? Yeah, good. a good example of that is risk-reward. So in fishing, the closer you can get to structure and throw your lure in there where it's nasty and there's all these branches and leaves and all that stuff, that's where the fish are hanging out. So if you can get in there and, and fish successfully without getting snagged up in there, you're probably going to pull out a pretty big fish. And then I'd say the law of large numbers works in fishing. The more times you wet your line and throw the lure out there, the more you're eventually going to catch something, right? Oh, yeah. Generally, if yep. you know where the fish are. Well, folks, that's the problem right now. With 10,000 people turning 65 each and every day, there are a lot of people. I mean, a lot of people with a lot of money. And uh, these financial fishermen out there know you got money and they're trying to find you. One, one of the ways they do that, of course, we got a radio show. You could say, well, Tony, you out fishing for prospects? Yeah, we're fishing for folks too. That's one way. We have a television show, The Worry-Free Retirement. In fact, uh, Aaron, uh, what, what episode are we on with that TV show now? How many episodes have we done of The Worry-Free Retirement? Uh, we have currently filmed 359 episodes of the television show, The Worry-Free Retirement. We will record episode number 360 tomorrow. Dang. And then if somebody wants to watch past episodes, uh, Aaron, how can they find the TV show in case they've missed it? Well, there's a couple of ways. If they want to go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, they can click on there and they can find the TV listings if they want to watch it on TV. Or if they missed an episode or if they came in late on an episode, no problem. All you got to do is go to YouTube.com Type in the search bar up there, Tony Walker Financial, and you'll see Tony's smiling face. Just click on that. You're going to find past episodes of the Worry-Free Retirement as well as all other types of media content. Well, thank you, Aaron. 
So yeah, so speaking of this 10,000 people, Trey, when I come back, I think what we want to do, first of all, we want to talk about the types of shiny toys and lures that are out there that are totally new. Uh, we touched on it late, last week. Uh, one of them is these cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is probably the most important. And how those types of things are trying to lure savers out from the safety and security of the investments we like for savers to be in. But then secondly, just this idea of one of the gentlemen, Mr. Sailor is his name, that's big into Bitcoin, sharp guy, by the way, um, is talking about all the attributes of Bitcoin. We're going to come back and, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll mention some of those attributes, but we'll also talk about something people are not talking about, potential tax issues with some of these shiny toys, and how we at Tony Walker Financial can emulate a lot of these fancy schmancy investments with a whole lot less risk. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'm Tony Walker, along with my favorite son-in-law, Trey Jurgens. We'll be right back. Wondering how much money you'll need to retire? Probably a lot less than you think. I'm retirement specialist Tony Walker, and for the past 36 years, I've helped thousands of savers determine when to retire and how much money they'll need in retirement, and I can help you too. So if you're retired or thinking of retiring soon, maybe you know of somebody who doesn't know if they can retire, let me invite you to log on right now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement, and uh, we are in our Louisville studios recording a show. And if you're just now joining us, we're talking about fishing and all of the different types of lures that these cunning fishermen out there uh, use to try to get uh, fish out from under the safety and security of the pier and even follow peer pressure and get hooked on that bait. Uh, in fact, Trey, I'm sitting here right now. We've got in our studios, let's see, there's nine, ten total, but ten lures. These are old lures. My father-in-law, Bill Moore, that's how I got my start in the business, Bill Moore Insurance. Some of you in the Bowling Green area would know Bill Moore. Actually, we're on in Bardstown. Um, some of the folks may represent that, uh, recognize that name in Bardstown. Bill Moore uh, is from Bardstown. His brother is uh, the well-known General Hal Moore, and uh, so it'd be my wife's uncle. But uh, incidentally, I haven't been to Bardstown Trace since they the pandemic, I'm wondering if the museum is open. Did I tell you about the letter we found? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Did I did I tell you what we did in detail with that letter? Did no, I tell you what? no, tell me what. Uh, okay, yeah. So I've been, let me digress because this is cool, folks. So anyway, Bill Moore, my father-in-law, of course, he's been deceased for years. His brother, General Hal Moore. So anyway, uh, Trey, I was rooting around with a bunch of letters that Mr. Moore and Miss Moore had given me, and I hadn't looked at them in years. Now, this is actually a year or two ago, but... I stumbled across a couple of letters that his brother, Hal Moore, wrote to Bill Moore when Hal was over in Vietnam in the 60s. And I kid you not, one of the letters, and I think you saw the letter itself, didn't you? You've yeah. seen it. Okay. Yeah. Was a, happened right after the Idrang Valley, the battle that was featured in the movie We Were Soldiers. And that letter was addressed to Bill uh, Moore documenting what happened and how there were some mistakes made with the second wave of U.S. Really interesting. Well, I'm holding on to this letter. I kind of feel weird having it. I mean, it's a, now that Mr. General Moore's dead, I mean, it's almost like having this historical artifact. I mean, it's like history in your hands. So I was on the Bardstown radio station over there about a year or two ago before the pandemic, donated the letter, 
to the museum, the Howmore Museum, and I haven't been over there to see it because I guess the museum has probably been closed. I'm sure it's open now, but I, yeah. I really want to get over there to see that. So, folks, yeah, if you get a chance to go see the Howmore Museum there in Bardstown, highly recommended. Hopefully, we've got, I, I'm assuming it's up. We had it framed, and it's an actual letter that Howmore wrote to my father in law, Bill Moore, right after that. that it's crazy to look at that. Um, but anyway, so Bill Moore was a very, very good fisherman. Really good. These are some of his lures he left. And we're talking about uh, kind of bleeding into this concept of, do you, you know, the live well, die broke philosophy is, do you really get to use and enjoy this stuff while you're here? And looking at these lures, Trey, you know a lot about fishermen. I don't know if he was just rough on lures or there was a lot of fish hitting this bait, but I mean, these lures have been well worn and used, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, those are successful looking lures. <laughs> I had them mounted. I, I was real proud of them. I just, because that's my memory of Mr. Moore. He went fishing a lot. I only went fishing with him once. I don't think I was a good fisher person because he never asked me again. <laughs> I think I scared away all the fish or something, kidding around and cutting up. Apparently, you got to be kind of quiet. Evidently, evidently. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> High verbal needs. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you had a good point, though, because I said, Trey, look up these fish lures. They got to be of some value. I mean, these things are old. I do remember the old hula popper. I used to be able to fling one of those around. But you said, Tony, probably what, what did you kind of find out as you researched these nine or ten different lures? Yeah, so these are a lot of the typical lures from, I mean, even 30 and 40 years ago, uh, some even older than that. But since he used and enjoyed these and looks like the bass did too, <laughs> or maybe didn't enjoy them so much after they got flung into the boat, but he actually used these. The, the folks out there collecting these older vintage lures, they're worth up, upwards of $10,000 for an individual lure if it's rare enough in good, good condition, condition. Yeah. still has the box, just like any of those old baseball cards or collectibles but these were used and enjoyed for sure yeah. and that's kind of the live well die broke philosophy folks which bleeds into our next point so i want to talk a little bit about something that everybody's talking about a lot of people that are savers probably shouldn't be chasing after this kind of stuff but we got to talk a little bit about bitcoin so in case you missed last week's episode and you've never heard of bitcoin first of all we're not this show never recommends investing in anything you know you need to talk to a fiduciary such as us before you invest in stuff but this is what we would call a speculative investment. Uh, Bitcoin is what they call cryptocurrency. And the more if I sat here and tried to share with you my limited knowledge of it, probably the more you'd say, I don't understand how this works. But here's the reality. Bitcoin, again, is apparently limited in supply and you got blockchains and all this stuff, but it is actually taking hold. So Bitcoin is now kind of on the radar of people who probably three or four years ago would have laughed at this as some sort of weird speculative venture. But so what are some of the dangers, Trey, that we have talked about with our clients? Remember, folks, this show is dedicated to savers, not investors and speculators who are sitting over here earning 1% at the bank. And this shiny new lure pops out of nowhere called Bitcoin. What are your thoughts on what's going on right now with some of our clients? Yeah, I think that's a perfect example of the culture of FOMO. So it's that fear of missing out on the next big thing. And some of these folks that have jumped in on early on the bandwagon with, with cryptocurrencies are seeing these huge gains. That fear of missing out is one thing to be worried about because you might get into something, one, you don't have any idea what it is. Two, this big thing we're seeing now is how it's going to be taxed. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what we've got an article here in front of us that this, the, the tax man cometh and we don't really quite know how that's going to impact these bitcoins and cryptocurrencies and different digital holdings that these folks are picking up. 
And I'm sure you can Google, if you're into this kind of stuff, some YouTube videos, this Mr. Saylor, S-A-Y-L-O-R, he's a big investor in them. And again, very well-schooled. I mean, I listened, I had a buddy of mine who's into this stuff. He played me a video. I mean, you know, the, the reasoning behind it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our Federal Reserve is authorizing the printing of money. So with any cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, whatever, uh, we have to look at, okay, what are the advantages to something like this? And Mr. Saylor, I made some notes here in one of his videos. I do agree with him. I basically, he said this, the Bitcoin, his hope is it'll keep up with inflation. I like that. Grow your money completely with tax avoidance. It's not going to do that. We're already finding out that ain't going to happen. Have use of it while you're alive. That's true to an extent. Let me stop there a minute, Trey. You know, we talked about Daddy Bill's lures he used. With any stock, with any speculative investment that's grown a lot, I'll quiz you, Trey. If you were to die without using that money, did you really get any use out of it? Nope. And then the value of it, since it fluctuates, you leave it to your spouse or your kids. How do you know how much it's going to be worth and when do you sell it, right? Right. And if you have taxes, what most people do when they have a growth asset like this, number one, they never know when to get out. Number two... And as we're finding out, they're not sure of the taxes. I do know that you have to check a box now on your tax return that asks, do you own crypto? So the government is watching this, folks. They're, they're watching how this plays out, too. But, okay, let's stay with Mr. Saylor, all right? Uh, allow the next generation to avoid taxes and probate and necessary fees. And then here's mine I've added to it. Spend all of your money without the fear of running out. So let's go over these again. What if we could... Have an investment strategy with a lot less risk than Bitcoin. It would keep up with inflation. It would grow your money completely tax-free. You would have complete use of it while you're alive. It would allow the next generation to avoid taxes, probate, and unnecessary fees. And finally, this strategy would also include the opportunity to spend and enjoy your money without the fear of running out of it. Well, hopefully I've got your attention because when I return, I'm going to share with you right out of my book, Live Well, Die Broke, how I personally am doing this right now and how you as well could take advantage of these steps to a worry-free retirement without ever leaving the safety of the pier. I'm Tony Walker. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. I'll be right back. One of the things we're known for here at Tony Walker Financial is our proprietary 401k rollover concept called the Worry-Free Split IRA. And here's how it works. Unlike most money managers and wealth managers who tend to work with investors and speculators, their job is to try as best they can to grow your money with little concern for costs, fees, and risk. On the other hand, our Split IRA concept recognizes the fact that savers do not wish to put all of their money at risk, but maintain a balance between enjoying the possibility of some stock market gains, but also without the fear of running out of money in the future. In order to accomplish this, our split IRA works as follows. Let's start with the first bucket. We refer to this as the immediate income and liquidity bucket through our current custodian, Charles Schwab. In this bucket may be all or some of your 401k plan depending on your level of risk. After we determine how much of your 401k or IRA we wish to keep liquid, we then will analyze your level of risk and select one of our five personally managed investment portfolios for you. 
Of course, should you decide to change investments to another portfolio over time, we will be happy to do so and usually at no additional cost to you. Then we turn to the protection bucket. This is the bucket, or sometimes buckets, where the annuity will go. Why do we put the annuity or annuities in the second bucket? Because we're assuming any growth we might have would be in the Charles Schwab bucket. The annuity, fixed annuities, fixed indexed annuities, fixed interest annuities are meant for protection and most importantly, their goal is to help you not run out of money. You see, an annuity is the only contractually guaranteed investment that can do this. Wall Street products can't do that and neither can the products that we place with Charles Schwab. Only annuities issued by insurance companies can provide guaranteed income you can never outlive, something I call mailbox money. So if you are a saver, someone who is more concerned with the return of your money than on it, maybe you have a 401k at a previous employer. You might be over the age of 59 and a half and didn't realize you could even roll your 401k over to someone like us. Maybe you're just ready to use and enjoy this money that you've worked all your life to accumulate. If that's you, let's talk. All you got to do is log on right now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and click on that Let's Get Started button. We can either meet in person or we can take advantage of something that's absolutely free. We call it the free 10-minute fiduciary phone call, whereby you can talk to myself or one of our other well-trained fiduciaries to first find out what it is you have going on and how we might be able to help you. So take advantage of that now. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. Welcome back to the Worry-Free Retirement and our remaining time. Uh, this is some good stuff coming your way, folks. If you're driving down the road, don't try to write this down with a pencil and paper. Pull over, though, because it's some good stuff. All right. If you're just now joining us, I concluded the last segment with this comment or question. What if we could do the following with your investments at a whole lot li uh, less risk than throwing it in the stock market or Bitcoin? Number one, those investments would keep up with inflation. Number two, the money would grow completely tax-free. Number three, you would have use of it while you are alive. Number four, the next generation could avoid taxes, probate, and unnecessary fees when they receive that money. And number five, the strategy would also make sure that you would never run out of money. So Trey, you kind of know this world, but is there anything you would leave out? That sounds like a pretty sound investment for savers, don't you think? Checks anything a lot you of boxes. That? Yeah. yeah. So as we were talking at the break, Trey and I, the problem, folks, even if you are sitting there, let's, uh, Trey gave you a good example at the break. Why don't you share that, Trey? Let's just say somebody has got boatloads of money in an IRA. It's gone through the roof. We're recording this show on April 6, 2021. Now we try to juxtapose that with what I just read. What's the whole problem with that money sitting there? The tax man cometh. Tax man cometh. Uh, what else? Could that money possibly go down in value if it's oh, in yeah. the stock market? Oh, yeah. Right? And then if, if you die now, you have 10 years to spend that money down as an inherited IRA. Good so point. there's a lot of ways that the taxes are going to be taken and taken quickly. So in that IRA with all these gains, as someone grows older, they're not touching that money outside of maybe taking their required minimum distribution. They're, that's the money they're leaving their kids. The problem is their kids are going to receive that. They might be at a much higher tax bracket and they're going to have to 
pay the taxes in 10 years. So That's right. they might think of that as their legacy, but there's a lot of, a lot of issues with leaving that kind of account as your legacy. So yeah, if you're trying to leave a legacy, kind of like Mr. Moore's well-used lures here, you know, where you can use and enjoy the money without the fear of running out, but also try to leave something for the kids and grandkids. Of course, you're a little biased here, Trey, because you're my son-in-law, but you hear me rant and rave all the time that I'm very, very concerned that your generation and the next generation, my grandkids now, your children, are not going to have it as good as we are. Yep. You, you hear me going on I about hear that. it. All right. <laughs> and that's why, folks, you've got to plan now, not just for yourself, but for your kids and grandkids. So how can we keep more of our hard-earned money for us so we can use and enjoy it and also pass it on to our kids and grandkids tax-free? And the beauty of this is this strategy that I use for my very own self, I do eat my own cooking, as John Bogle used to say, combines the wonderful tool of, listen closely, dividend participating whole life and fixed annuities. That's it. Those two products alone. And I cover this in my book, Live Well, Die Broke. So let me give you a synopsis of what I'm doing right now. All right. So imagine I've got two buckets. One of those buckets we're going to call my income bucket for Susan and I so that we won't run out of money. That's the annuity bucket. And I have quite a bit of money, several different companies. We diversify that. But those are in annuities. Annuities are contracts issued by insurance companies. All right, that's bucket number one, we'll call it. And you say, well, when are you going to use that money, Tony? Well, whenever I quit working or slow down or whatever. But at some point, I want to make sure, just like my granddad's pension, that I have an income paid to me for the rest of our lives guaranteed. I used guaranteed, right? Mm -hmm. Not speculating here. I want to know what it is. The longer I delay taking it, the more it's going to be. And when that money shows up, folks, I want it paying for the rest of my life. I do not want to run out of money. The only product that can guarantee that is an annuity, and we sell a bunch of them. And I love these products, okay? Especially if you don't like a lot of risk. What's the second bucket? And this is something, Trey, you specialize in with our firm at Tony Walker Financial. That's life insurance. Now, I know a lot of people on radio, the financial entertainers, Wall Street does not like life insurance, but here's a fact, Trey. This is a fact. And we have a lot of death claims we've got to deal with. When somebody dies and a beneficiary shows up at our office for their money, you know, mm -hmm. the beneficiary, oh, yeah. and they're going to get a tax-free check as a result of that decedent having a life insurance policy, I have never had a beneficiary turn that check away, ever. Isn't that weird? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's tax-free, no probate. In fact, a lot of them will say, they'll look at it, let's say it's $100,000. they will go, well, what do I do with this? Do what you want with it. You can spend it, invest it. Well, what are the taxes on it? There are no taxes. Mm -hmm. well, how come I got it so quick? We're still <laughs> over here in probate. There's no probate. So, the, so what I do then, so at some point, I know that if I die prior to retirement, I have a life insurance paid to Susan, which makes up for all the lost earnings because I'm not working. That would go to my kids, your wife, you know, Lacey. It, it's tax-free, and it's going to be something I can pass on, kind of like Daddy Bill's lures here, right? Mm -hmm. So the annuity, whenever I start that, that's going to have some taxes. I'm okay with that. Part of that will be taxed. I'm good with that. But the thought of knowing that I am going to have all that money allows me to leave money when I die. It's kind of like that legacy. And the problem is, Trey, and you see this a lot, if people wait too late to buy that life insurance, it either gets prohibitive or sometimes, unfortunately, they can't afford it. So what would be your suggestion, you know, depending on a person's age right now who is thinking about this model of trying to create income for life, but also 
How do you put the right policy in there to provide that protection after you're dead and gone? Yeah, I think the important part is finding a permanent policy that stays with you when you retire. That's one of the bigger things. People retire, they decide all of a sudden they've lost this life insurance coverage and they go seeking life insurance coverage now 60 something years old. It's a lot easier when you're in your 50s, healthier, younger, presumably, to lock in life insurance and you have different ways to fund it and it's gonna give you that permission slip to use and enjoy your money to leave tax-free legacy. Yeah, and I'll give you an example in the closing comments here. I mean, I've got a large policy with one of our companies. I started it in, when I was age 50, and I haven't had any major health issues, but I don't think I could get those kind of rates now. I couldn't get preferred. I've had you know some issues. I got preferred rates. I'm putting in 16000 a year into that policy. It originally started at a half million. Again, folks, this is based on dividends. But right now, it's a fact. It's worth, if I were to die right now, $967,000 tax-free after just 11 years of premium payments. It's impressive. Pretty impressive, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Plus the cash value I've got use of it if I need it. So folks, if you're sitting there right now, maybe you're, you're tempted to crawl out from under and swim out from under that safety pier you've been under. Before you go chasing after the bait, before you go risking all your money, come talk to us. At least see some safe options that we can try to help with. We are a full-service retirement planning firm at Tony Walker Financial, and we would love to talk to you at no cost or obligation. Meet with you in either our Bowling Green, Louisville, or Lexington, Lexington Kentucky offices. So give us a call at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK. Or log on to our website at TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Well, we've enjoyed our time together. Appreciate Trey and Aaron being with us. But you remember now, between now and next week, if all else fails, you be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.